Welcome to the Dear Christianity Podcast. I'm your host, Dale Westervelt, and today we're going to look at some of the data around the mass exodus of persons leaving either Christianity or the Christian church. This is some of the data is the reason why I started formulating in my mind the idea for this podcast probably about a year ago was as a result of this very problem. So let's dive in. This is the episode that I've looked forward to for quite a while. This is the episode uh, that deals with the research about the mass exodus of uh, persons identifying with Christianity uh, and or uh, participating with the Christian church was the fodder for me starting to put together this podcast. My very first exposure to data about this problem was about a decade ago when I read a book called Unchristian by the folks at the Barna Group, specifically the president, David Kinneman and Gabe Lyons. It was published in 2012. And it, this is widely reported historical shift in American religion. Uh, I'll talk more about the Barna Group's findings, but since the mid-1990s, churches have seen a dramatic, historic decrease in church attendance and number of persons who call themselves Christian and or uh, identify with or participate in the Christian church. How widely is this being reported? Here are some of the outlets that are reporting on the mass exodus of the, the Christians in the United States. The mass Marist poll last year, the Pew Research Center on Religion, Gallup, National Review, Forbes, The Atlantic, Katie Couric, Huffington Post, American Enterprise Institute, U.S. News and World Report, CNN, Fox News, Washington Post, NPR, CBS, The Heritage Foundation, Washington Examiner, New York Times, The Times of Israel, The British Broadcasting Company, Newsweek, NBC News, Yahoo News, Christianity Today, The Economist, and interestingly, the National Institutes of Health. Let's start by looking at the initial findings of the Barna Group back in 2012. The book is called Unchristian. The they interviewed 440 outsiders. Outsiders defined by them as atheists, agnostics, and or persons of other faiths. They also focused on millennials, persons born on or after 1977. Those are millennials and Gen Z persons born on or after 1996. Their premise, quote, Christianity has an image problem, close quote. The premise was, or the strategy was, understanding outsiders' skepticism can help the church to change their behavior. So they interviewed 440 persons who are in the outsider category, and 90% had negative impressions of Christians and Christianity. The three strongest impressions were Christians are anti-gay, judgmental, and hypocritical. More broadly, six general impressions. Christians are hypocritical. They view unbelievers as targets. They didn't like that. Who can blame them? They found Christians to be anti-gay. They also found Christians, number four, to be out of touch, meaning 
can't engage with culture and can't very effectively ga- engage with others in the workplace, in neighborhoods or families. They found Christians too political and they found Christians to be judgmental. More recent Barna data regarding some of the numbers. Practicing Christians, the numbers from the year 2000 to the year 2020, so just two decades, fell from 45% to 25%, so not quite cut in half, but down 45%. Non-practicing Christians, persons that it didn't abandon Orthodox Christian doctrine, but stopped participating in Christian churches, grew from 35% to 43%, up 37%. The group non-Christian atheist or no religious affiliation at all grew from 20% to 32% up. Uh, So the survey specifies that the term practicing Christian is a reference to persons who refer to themselves as Christian, persons that prioritize faith, and persons who attend church with regularity. The reasons young persons are leaving, nine things. They they reject fear-based Christianity. They want faith to help engage and navigate the world. That's what they're trying to do, and they would want their faith to, to aid them in doing so. Number two, they're not interested in the culture wars. Number three, a lack of depth and a lack of spirituality. They want to be challenged. They want to have a robust faith, and they have a distaste for things that are shallow and content that's disconnected from their real-life questions and the challenges they face in living out their lives in the real world. Number four, they disengage with the war on science. Number five, they found Christians to be judgmental, especially regarding gender and sexuality. They reject shunning gaze. Amen to that, in my view. Number six, a lack of open-mindedness. They want to be exposed to a broader range of ethnicities, religions, and worldviews. They already have been. They want to respect the differences and honor similarities. Number seven, a dismissal of serious questions and doubts, tamping it down with simplistic platitudes. Number eight, a sense that the content is more important than the persons and personal connections. And number nine, a meanness of Christians on social media. These are serious charges. I find them hard to disagree with, and I'm neither a millennial, a Gen Zer, or an outsider. So uh, I, for one, can understand these concerns, and I don't blame persons for leaving if they have these concerns. My feeling is... How could they have stayed? How could they have stayed at all if it's that oppressive? So, I support the persons who left based on those reasons. And as I said at the outset, there's an extremely long and expanding list of of persons uh, or outlets that are reporting on this data. I'm just going to look at one more. It's a 2023 book, and I just finished it. And I'll spend the rest of the time on this session with their work. It's a book called The Great De-Churching, again published this year by Davis and Graham. And their aim was they wanted a science-driven data to chronicle what's going on and to look at it 
uh, with some specificity. So they engaged two academics, both political science professors, uh, which, in my view, lends a certain slant to some of the findings where there's a lot of categories around politics and denominations that I found to be less interesting. But if I were them, those are the kinds of things I would look for and report. So in other words, I I might have just engaged social science professors, but be that as it may. They, Davis and Graham engaged in a three-part study. The first part was to look at how large the problem is. To that end, they surveyed 1,043 persons. The second part of their three-part study was to identify who's leaving and why are they leaving. They surveyed 4,099 persons. And number three, to look at what's happening within evangelicalism. They surveyed 2,043 persons. So these are large sample sizes, which makes the findings more credible even, although I I found the Barna data to be very credible. What they said was, 40 million persons have stopped attending churches in the last 25 years. 40 million. For context, that's 15% of the adult American population. More have left in the last 25 years than persons that became Christian as a result of the first Great Awakening, the second Great Awakening, and all of the Billy Graham Crusades combined. And... So that goes to the first part of their study, 40 million persons is how big the problem is. The second part, who's leaving? Protestants, Catholics, all ages, incomes, ethnicities, and denominations. The none category, N-O-N-E, no religious affiliation. In the years 1970 to 1990, that category grew by a total of 2%. Ever since then, that category has grown 1% to 2% every single year for 30 years. This is the what they're suggesting is the largest and fastest religious hif- shift in American history. The reasons that they found that 40 million persons have left, number one, an overemphasis on the culture wars. Number two, a lack of love, joy, gentleness, and kindness. That's, in my view, that's enormous. And I'll talk about that in in other sessions. Number three, an inability to listen. Number four, an inability to engage with persons with other views. That just makes me think of the biblical reference to a gong or a clanging cymbal. Number five, racial attitudes. Of the de-churched Two-thirds believe in, I'm sorry, a min- at least two-thirds believe in the Trinity, the divinity of Jesus, the Bible, and the death and resurrection of Jesus. In other words, they're not leaving. By and large, they're not leaving because they reject Christianity. It looks like they're rejecting Christians and contemporary Christianity and the church. Here's an, here's an interesting, this is in the weeds, but they, they looked at... Who has, who, who has gone to church never, who has never gone to church, and who goes to church less than one time a year? And they compared those two things if in 1972 with 2021. In 1972, the answer to, have you ever gone to church? And the answer is no. The total was 9%. 
1972. In 2021, 31%, a growth of 244%. And that's almost five decades, but still 30% of persons in this culture never go to church. So, and then less than one time a year, it grew from 8% back in 1972 to 15% in 2021, a growth of 88% in that time period. In terms of denominational decline, comparing uh, across a 30-year span what the numbers were in 1990 and then 2020, Lutheran, the Lutheran Church decreased by 42, Presbyterian Church 45%. PCUSA, or the Presbyterian Church USA, down 58%. United Church of Christ, down 52%. Methodist Church is down 37%. The Baptist Church, down 29%. And in in an interesting snapshot, in 2019, 3,000 churches were started, 4,500 were closed. It reminds me of the joke about two guys who are mismanaging a failing company. And the one of them says, I've got bad news and good news. The bad news is we're losing money with every sale, but the good news is we make up for it with volume. That That's a dire report. I'll conclude with just a handful of comments. This is how it is that the declining numbers are the first of the three big ideas that this whole podcast is built on. I don't disagree with the Barna Group that Christianity has an image problem, but I would take issue that's not the problem. And if you start trying to solve that as if that's the problem, you're going to end up with a short-sighted and ineffectual solution. Having taught organizational problem solving all around the country, once you identify a problem, you do a comprehensive root cause analysis so that you can find out, you can identify the specific root cause of a problem and only then begin to brainstorm about the most effective solutions. Doing this ensures that attempts at solving the problem are aimed at undoing or reversing the effects of the main cause. My view is that trying harder to give outsiders a better impression is a bit like throwing a snowball at a photo of a forest fire. So it's not only woefully shy on ammunition, but it's aimed at the wrong target. I believe that the data here outlined here in this session is is a problem worth addressing. I also believe it's a solvable problem. Based on stated impressions and documented experiences that outsiders and many insiders have had with contemporary Christianity, I wouldn't blame anyone for walking away. In my Dear Christianity letter that I'll submit by the end of this year, I will suggest a remedy that I believe would would turn the numbers back around. I know that's a bold claim, but I think the remedy is very simple. That's it for this time. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Until next time, grace and peace. Thanks so much for stopping by. I'm Dale Westerville. Please check us out at dearchristianity.net. That's .net. And feel free to subscribe to our newsletter to get updates on new episodes coming out and hope to see you soon. 